Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What the Pell is up, Pelicans fans? My name is Elliot Clough, and this is Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. I hope you've had a good last few days. If you've been tuning into the pod, you know that we had one on Saturday, doing a little bit different this week. I was joined by Jasmine Brown, formerly of ESPN. We got to talk about her experience while in Bristol, what it was like to be there during the COVID-19 news breaking, all of the, the sports leagues getting canceled, March Madness getting canceled, all of that, and then, of course, the Zion hype that has been going through SportsCenter, ESPN, and just about every other program that goes on at the network. So it was a super fun podcast, definitely not one that you want to miss. Jasmine Brown, an awesome guest that we had on Saturday here on Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. We got a couple different things I want to address today, this morning on a Tuesday. Stuff we've been seeing on Twitter, and it'll be a fun pod, so you'll definitely want to be sticking around. But before we address those those Twitter trends and such, before we do all of that, I'd like to get some more evals on some guys that Ethan Piotta and I talked about on another pod last week that if you missed it, you should definitely check out. It's just a few pods ago. You can go back and scroll down and check out that podcast with Ethan Piotta where we did some draft evaluation, who he thinks the Pels should grab, and among a couple other things that we did. But I wanted to address a couple of uh, these players on my own with without Ethan on the pod and, and, and share that with you today. So to start off, Tyrese Maxey, this guy who is a shot creator for the Kentucky Wildcats, is definitely going to be going in the first round. I've seen him at 15. I've seen him at five. I've seen him all over the place. But Maxey is a 6'3". I believe he's a shooting guard listed as a guard one way or another. Uh, is 198. Average 14 points per game, 4.3 rebounds, and 3.2 assists per game this year. Like I said, he is a shot creator and has a ton of tools offensively. And this is the guy, this is a guy who looks to have one of the most complete offensive games in this year's draft. He can shoot the three, he can get to the rim, he can move without the ball, he can score off a ball screen, he can do a lot of different things and he has willingness to step up in big moments he was a freshman this year and did that and he did it in their game against Michigan State who was another top ranked team it was early on in the season I believe that was their first game and he took a big shot at the end of that game in his first collegiate game so not afraid to take big shots is Tyrese Maxey he does have some weaknesses obviously he is young doesn't have a ton of experience, but was under Coach Calipari, of course, and Coach Calipari has put out a ton of talented freshmen. 
while Maxi does have a lot of tools in his toolbox offensively, he doesn't have an extremely high ceiling. That shooting, he does shoot 29.2% from, from three, and a lot of that had to do with Kentucky itself to where they weren't able to create shots on the perimeter, and he could get a little selfish at times because of that. But Maxi, I think his ceiling is like a a six-man scorer, maybe a starter who can be a, a shot creator when you need it, something that the Pelicans are looking for. But he does not have the highest ceiling in the world, especially in this particular draft class. And then another guy that Ethan really liked that I have jumped on the train for is Onyeko, excuse me, Onyeka Okungwu, 6'9", 245 at the center position, slash four. He's power, power forward center, a guy who could play either one, a small ball center in the league. Averaged 16.2 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, and 2.7 blocks. So he is a monster down low. Defensively, he can step out and defend when necessary. He's a natural shot blocker. And when guys attack the rim, he does go straight up when being attacked down there. Doesn't doesn't go into bodies, puts his chest out, puts his arms up, and he is a very good defender on the block and in the post. Athleticism is huge for Okungwu. He has a very high ceiling in terms of, of that regard, protecting the rim and being athletic. He's a lob target. He's great in interior and in scoring. He's got a high motor, and he played with Lonzo Ball in high school. And you know that if we talked about that, if you listen to the pod with Ethan last week, I think this is the guy that the Pelicans want, especially if they go for that four guy who can be a play opposite of Zion or even play center in a small ball lineup. He does have some weaknesses, of course. I would like him to be a little taller if he's going to play center, and he doesn't have the greatest jump shot in the world, which, of course, is ideal. You'd love everybody to be able to shoot, especially in today's NBA, but he just doesn't have that touch quite yet, but he is excellent around the rim, an excellent defender and an excellent scorer on the interior. And then we've got two Florida State guys, Patrick Williams, 6'8", 225 forward, but he can guard three to four, I would probably say four positions on the defensive side of the floor. Averaged 9.2 points and four rebounds a game this last year. Clearly didn't get a ton of minutes, but he's got upside, upside, and one more time for you, upside. He's versatile, and he's got a ton of athleticism. Like I said, can guard at three or four. I would lean four positions. Uh, the height might be a little bit of an issue at the center position if he's guarding there, but he's beefy enough to hold his own on the block as well. Defensive awareness around the rim is huge for Williams as well. He definitely became a better scorer around February as well. So we didn't get to see a ton of that, but he he started to show some clear signs of growth in terms of scoring. For weaknesses, Williams only shoots 32% from three. He hasn't attempted a ton either, but 32% from three-point land. He only averaged 22 and a half minutes a game. So not sure if that's just because of lack of experience or the lack of fitness, but um, there's a lot of unknown here just because we didn't see him a lot. Um, if he was averaging like 30 minutes a game as a freshman, I, I'd prefer that. 
Um, but he does have a ton of upside. So a lot of reasons to like Patrick Williams if you're looking for a defender, which the Pels could really use in this year's draft. And then moving to the other Florida State Seminole, Devin Vassell. I've heard it pronounced Vassal and Vassell, so I'm not really sure. But he's a 6'6", small forward slash shooting guard, 180 pounds, averaged 12.7 points and 5.7 rebounds per game this season. He is the 3 and D guy in this year's NBA draft. He's got potential in scoring, definitely. Um, he, he, like I said, only averaged 12.7 points per game, but there's a lot of room to grow there. He's definitely a catch-and-shoot guy, like an Eric, Aaron Nesmith that we talked about from Vanderbilt uh, last week. Vassal is great in terms of catching and shooting, but he's also got the defensive capabilities that Nesmith does not quite have in terms of weaknesses for Vassell he definitely has room to grow in scoring he's a clearly a catch and shoot guy but he has a lot of room to grow in other areas so there's potential there he also has some limitations athletically he's he's a good defender like I said but he could be better absolutely in terms of athleticism that would definitely definitely help a lot for Devin Vassell if there's any way he could make any strides in that area he can't necessarily jump out of the gym so that's something to definitely be worked on for Devin Vassell so there you have it those are a couple other evaluations I wanted to share with you not super in-depth obviously you can do a little more research on your own if you have any prospects that you think the Pelicans should go after let me know I want to hear from you. I want to hear if you want to hear from me in terms of evaluations. If you have any evaluations that you want to share yourself, just let us know on my Twitter. It's at Elliot Clough. And speaking of Twitter, there's been rumors that the NBA, with the current situation we're in in terms of social distancing, is looking at starting a horse. Look at that horse. Competition among players in the league. I don't know how many players are wanting to do this. I don't know if the teams are involved. I don't know if it's nominating one player from a team. I did see a tweet, I believe it was yesterday, and I can share that with you here, that Zion was in some rumors. Let's see here. It's per Andrew Marchand. Marchand. He said, names I've heard that could be involved are Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Donovan Mitchell, and possibly Zion Williamson, but none are confirmed. He's from the New York Post. He's a sports media columnist. So take it with a grain of salt if you want, but um, I'm intrigued. I am intrigued, and I, I saw some stuff. I think it was on uh, the beat reporter for Athletic, William Guillory, I think is how you pronounce his name. He had mentioned that, or he, he put out a tweet. People were saying, obviously, it's J.J. Redick. That's the guy that we want to represent the Pelicans. And, yeah, absolutely. He's an incredible shooter, one of the best shooters in my generation, for sure. So he's a guy that could be considered absolutely if. And to reframe this, we are looking at it. If the Pelicans choose one person, who's it going to be and why? So J.J. Reddick's in there for shooting, obviously. He can launch from anywhere. He's a catch-and-shoot guy. He can run around, catch it, chuck it up, and it's probably going in if he doesn't have a hand in his face. So J.J. Reddick would obviously be the first thought for a lot of us. But... 
Then there's B.I., Brandon Ingram. He's got the combo of length, athleticism, and shooting. So he could throw down some crazy dunks if he wanted to. Not necessarily insane, like a Zion. But he can do it. If he's challenged to by some other athletic guys, he can do it. And he can shoot. That's been that's been well established this season. Breakout season for Brandon Ingram. And then, of course, as mentioned previously, it's Zion Williamson. That athleticism is absolutely unparalleled throughout the rest of the league. Sure, there's other guys who have it, but he the bounce and size and uh, incredible capabilities that he has in terms of dunks, yeah, you just he has to be in consideration for that. Has to be in consideration. And you know he's a decent enough shooter. He can. He went four for four in his debut from three. That'll be how they try to get him. But if he's feeling it, could just compete with some pretty good shooters. I think it'd be interesting, and I definitely want to hear from you on this, for sure. And we'll get to that at the end of the podcast. One more thing I definitely, definitely want to address that I saw on Twitter uh, this morning, and I, I, I tweeted about it. It was the picture that Bleacher Report put out of Zion and B.I. switching haircuts. And I would love to know... What just what the hell they were thinking? Cause I, I I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and I don't know which one is worse. It's very interesting, and I'd like to like to know what they were thinking. As from Bleacher Report, if you haven't seen it, you can check it out on my Twitter as well. I want to hear from all of y'all on every single one of these things. You can choose one. I'll post a poll tomorrow in the morning when I wake up in reference to this podcast, but I want to see uh, what you're thinking. See what you're thinking on the hairstyles, the uh, horse, and any other prospects that you think the Pelicans should be considering in this year's 2020 NBA draft. But once again, I will be running a poll on J.J. Redick, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and if you think a different player should be included in who the Pels consider for a horse challenge, if if the Pelicans are the, the ones that determine who shows up. I think it'd be very interesting. I think it would be really fun, and I think it would be good for the league to do in terms of entertainment, especially when the league has made it clear that they are definitely considering canceling the rest of the season, which would be very unfortunate, and we're not going to end on that note. Before I let you go, go follow me on Twitter. You're going to be getting a ton of sports content there. It's not about me. It's about the Pelicans. Just go to at Elliot Clough, and you can do the same for Instagram if you'd like to. We share links on BelieveSports.com if you find a way to, if you'd prefer to find a way to listen to the podcast from there. Feel free to hit me up. You'll get a response on coming podcasts or just at me on Twitter, hashtag what the Pell is up. I want to hear from you. I want to engage with you. And while you are here listening to this podcast, go subscribe, rate, and review. The more you do that, the better guests we're going to get, the better quality content we're going to be getting you here on Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. Follow Believe on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can check out a plethora of other podcasts on Believe.com or just head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. And you can check out my Pelicans coverage on Fansided's Hoops Habits website. Uh, I have that article talking about Zion possibly winning Rookie of the Year, and then I'll be doing a little more evaluations for the draft coming up here. I'll be talking a little bit about 
upcoming free agents if they're going to return to the Pelicans and who the Pelicans could possibly target in free agency. So looking forward to that. Come back. The plan is to record later this week. I have another guest coming up. My boss at Hoops Habit, editor and chief at Hoops Habit, Duncan Smith will be joining me on this Friday's podcast. I'm very excited for that one. Duncan sure knows his stuff. So getting another guy from the sports and media field to come on and talk a little bit of Pelican. So don't forget to shoot me any questions or any comments, any thoughts you have on the Pelicans. And don't forget to vote on that poll that will be coming at you tomorrow, excuse me, Tuesday morning. It'll be following this podcast so just head over to at elliot clough and you can hashtag what the pell is up search that as well i am elliot clough and this was believe in the new orleans pelicans Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.